Welcome to Unboxing the Tarot, a podcast about spirituality beyond the box. Hello everyone, it's Mel coming at you live. I'm doing a bit of a different episode today. Um, This week has been a tough one, so I'm flying solo and Alyssa is going to be also flying solo to do our Patreon episode for this week. So yeah, it's just going to be me today talking to you guys and sadly it's not the most fun topic in the world, but I hope it helps people who have been experiencing maybe something similar or have experienced something similar. Um, and yeah, today's episode's going to be talking a little bit about the loss of a pet, especially sudden losses of a pet. It doesn't even necessarily have to be sudden, but I definitely feel like that feels like a whole other territory is when you lose a pet and it is sudden. I feel like it just hits <laughs> hits different. I can't put it any other way. But basically, a bit of backstory for me and um, what I've experienced during this time and how I've been navigating it. And hopefully people can take some insights wherever they see fit from this episode. Um, yeah. It's going to be a bit of a different episode than usual, but I will say my name's Melissa or Mel. My pronouns are she and they, and I am really into doing spiritual readings and learning about different things in nature and noticing the cycles in nature within yourself. And right now, your girl is not going through a fun cycle. So, yeah, basically, I... Um, I have a pet cat and a pet bunny and my cat's about six or seven. He was a rescue. So the date, birth date is not hundred percent accurate. And then I've had a bunny who was also rescue and she was about four and a half ish, which is pretty young for a bunny. And yeah, you know, I had my bunny for a couple of years. These, both of these animals are like family to me. I feel like because I've gotten these pets later on in life when I was an adult and like it was an individual decision it's kind of feels different than a family pet you know what I mean like I've lost like my family dog in the past and you know that was really hard I just think I it was very different because you know she lived to be like 20 it was a family animal um and it was still very very hard but I feel like I lost my bunny a couple days ago and it's just not easy. I'll say that much. Um, I basically was crying for the past three days straight. And um, today I kind of had all this stuff happen that made me want to record this. And the main reason I'm honestly recording this is because the past few days I've felt just so alone in this. I was like, no one gets it even though I'm sure tons of people get this, um, I've had, I just wanted to like talk through all the things that I experienced and I've been thinking about because when I was thinking about all these things, all I wanted, like other than, you know, my pet to be back, um, was 
for someone to like tell me my thought process was normal and that's kind of my intention with this episode is to just like for me to get some closure and talk through what I'm going through so this is like a healing act for me but also to like talk through things that you guys or like anyone listening to this might have experienced just so that no one feels like they're alone in this because that's been my thing that's been very heartbreaking alongside like the process of losing a pet is like having these thoughts or things come up for me where I feel alone in it so so I feel like it's important to kind of tell the story and tell my experience and not to say that that's everyone's experience but hopefully someone listens and is like oh you know if they can relate to any piece of what I'm saying maybe they can find some you know comfort in knowing that someone else has felt this way because I know I started posting a little bit about it on Instagram because I just felt like I just didn't want someone to message me and be like, oh, like, I hope you and your, like, fur family and stuff are doing well. Like, I just didn't want to have to be like, well, actually, no, they passed. I'd rather, I kind of just did it to, like, try and find some closure because it was so sudden and, like, get it out there so that, you know, people, you know, that's just a common thing I get from friends and family. It's very sweet. People check in with me and my fam family and my family I've built is my pets and my partner and, you know, so yeah I just didn't want to have to deal with that question or like deal with the elf in the room or pretend like everything's fine you know I just kind of want to like rip the bandaid off be like yep things are really shit right now and this is what happened and basically so that I just don't have to be the bearer of bad news every single time someone messaged me you know um and from that I got a lot of very sweet messages so many people checking in on me which made me feel really great because I've been living in BC for a couple years now and honestly sometimes I just feel very alone because I don't have a ton of close friends here yet like I have I've been living here mostly during the panini which is the pandemic for those who don't know I use panini as my replacement word and um so I just didn't have like a lot of people to lean on and because my partner was experiencing the same thing as me we both just didn't know how to console each other like we've both been there for each other as much as we can but we're both like trying to find we're literally we both kept being like what do we do like just don't understand so yeah basically my bunny had had some like I guess gas problems in the past which I know that probably sounds like it's not a big deal but actually those were the times that it was very obvious that something was wrong with her um basically she a couple of years ago like two years ago she stopped eating became really low energy knew something was wrong went into the emergency room didn't know she's gonna make it and she did and then a year later which was last year basically same thing happened again so it was very obvious and then over the past couple of weeks I noticed she was pooping outside of her cage a lot which um for those who don't know bunnies like this might sound ridiculous to people without pets they're probably like it's just a bunny like I have a dog and I've lost a dog and that's worse I'm telling you this bunny is like bunnies have such big personalities and when they're like properly taken care of they are literally like little dogs they're so funny and they're so cute and if you want to you can check out my videos my personal instagram which i usually don't post on here but if you guys want to check her out and see what she was like my personal instagram's at uh, mel m-e-l sorocolate s-o-r-o-k-o-l-i-t underscore you can also find that through my regular instagram which is at your dot nature dot within it's in my every all my profiles are linked in there so um we just 
My partner had an insane connection with this bunny. She would sleep on his face and kiss it all the time. And same thing with me. Like, you know, I had a really big connection with her too, but this was like our therapy animal. And especially with my partner, like it was very much a spiritual thing. And, um, yeah, you know, she had been pooping outside of her cage a bit and, you know, she, she basically was litter trained, which is, might sound funny to people who don't know much about bunnies or have never had this experience, but she's litter trained. So she never would be locked in her cage. She had her own room basically. And sometimes like when we were home, we'd open up the room and she could run around the living room and any of the other rooms in the house, but we would just keep a better eye on her. Right. So, um, to see her just start pooping outside of the litter box, I was like, that's weird, but like not super concerning. But then we started noticing her bottom having some issues and like usually bunnies clean their bottom and I was like, ah, oh, it's not getting clean. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna book a vet appointment to be safe. And I had just started this job and basically my I was like I had just been sick in my first couple weeks of work and I was like, okay, you know, my partner's off work. He can take her to the vet. I would like to go to the vet with them, but I was like, it's not a big deal. He can just go take care of everything, let me know how it goes and then, you know, if she he has to get her some medication, he will. And long story short I get a call like after work and she had gone to her appointment and it had been like an hour and a bit or whatever. And he calls me and is basically like, yeah, you know, the vet listened to her heart and she has a heart murmur and she said it's not good. And so he's like, so in the past, you know, you when they're in an emergency, like they usually stay overnight. And he's like, he said that there was no nurses available to be overnight. So most likely we would be taking her home that night. So I was like, okay, well, at least we're going to see her. So he left her at the vet to get taken care of for them to investigate, do some x-rays, all that stuff. And then the nitty gritty, it doesn't matter too much. But long story short, like, I just want to emphasize here, we were not prepared or like didn't even think losing her was really an option. But then we kind of got a call and they said, you know, we could like, I think it's this and, you know, we're hopeful like we we think she can get better but I can't guarantee it so like maybe come I, I was basically like, can we come by to say our goodbyes just in case and she said yes and then we were packing up to go and literally like five minutes after that call she called us to say she passed and oh I like the only reason I can get through this is because of the story that comes after this I've just literally been crying for three days I feel like it hits me in waves and you know, I had a lot of thoughts where I was like, just over the past couple of days, and I even still to this point where I know it's not rational. It's like your brain, like death is one of the only things, like we've talked about this with death philosophy before, that like we just want to make sense of it and have a reason it happened or have a reason we can fix it or explain it or whatever. And it literally like, and there's so much blame sometimes that comes up that we want to put on ourselves, but it's not our fault. Like, it's literally something that is, like, up to some cruel source of fate or whatever you, God, you, whatever you want to call it, that it just stuff happens and it's very much out of our control and we want to have that control. So then these awful thoughts come up. So, like, thoughts I've been having, which turns out it's not all that uncommon to have because some people have been, I've been talking to friends about it and they're like, I experienced the same when I lost my pet, blah, blah, blah. And, like I've been having thoughts like everything on the spectrum from like super lovey to like devastated to like blaming myself like I was like well you know maybe if I didn't bring her to the vet she would have lasted longer 
Um, maybe, you know, I keep thinking to myself, like, she's just going to be in the room that, you know, was her room. There's that empty space that her cage used to be in. And like, usually we'd have the door shut when we come home and it's weird having that open. And like, it's literally like this huge void in the space that like was occupied. And usually when I'm upset, or like sad or anything I go to my pets and they console me so to like it's the irony of being like I'm really upset I need my pets and not being able to go to them is really really hard and like I said my partner and I just kept being like what do we do like we didn't know what to do we were in so much pain and so heartbroken so devastated we're like what do we do and basically I was just trying to like my mind was jumping to 10,000 different things and you know what, looking back at all this now from a more rational and spiritual perspective, I know deep down that like I have this feeling that like everything was kind of faded the way it happened. Like I think she was sicker than she led on to be, obviously. And like the fact that she passed at the vet and even though I didn't get to say goodbye, which I literally hurt so much over, I had some people point out this and I kind of knew it too. It's like my last experience with her wasn't having to say goodbye. It was just like giving her a kiss like every day, how much I'm grateful for her and not having to see her pass or see her be in pain was like, and go to the vet and pass like, and I know not everyone gets this experience, of course, like I'm not saying my experience was fun either or there's a better experience to have, but Like I mentioned, I think it's just my brain trying to make sense of everything and make sense of not being able to say goodbye and find some sort of silver lining in that. Because, yeah, my last experience with her now was, like, you know, being cute and loving towards her and not, like, crying to say goodbye, you know. But that can be hard because you don't have that closure. You're like, I wish I had my last time with them. Like, I knew, you know what I mean? Um... But this is something where, you know, at least the death philosophy studies that I've done over the years, like, really came in handy because I, ever since we had those first two scares a couple of years ago with her, every single time I was saying goodnight to her or going out the door to go somewhere and I had to say, like, bye to her, I was treating it like it was the last time. I would always give her a big kiss and, like, pet her a lot because I never knew when she was going to pass. But I also kind of deep down, I always thought that it would be something that was obvious like the times before. But I just hope this helps to anyone who maybe has lost a pet suddenly is just remembering that the last time you ha had with them was just like a happy experience. It wasn't that like you thought they were going to pass, you know what I mean? But then for the people who maybe also didn't have that experience and their last memory is, you know, getting to say goodbye with them. It's like, at least you kind of had that time to like really part ways, you know, there's no good way to lose someone or to lose a pet or anything in this matter. I just think I'm trying to like find ways to <laughs> feel like a little bit of closure around it or make some sense out of it, out of something that doesn't really make sense, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, um, and anyways, so going on to my nice little happy part of this story is that, you know, out of something so heartbreaking, devastating, my partner and I, yeah, we just kept being like, what do we do? And um, I had donated to this charity in my area, which is in Kelowna, that does a lot of amazing work and 
they rescue hundreds of bunnies that have been abandoned like a lot of they have actually really cool video on it which i'll link to this episode a news article that includes like the video educating people about bunnies and how they're abandoned a lot of time because people get bunnies they don't think that they're a bit that big of a deal or whatever and they turn out to be a lot of work and it has a clip of the charity i ended up donating to a couple times over the years and their name is war and peace uh, sanctuary if you do want to donate to them they are through canada helps you can get like a tax-free receipt all that jazz um, also link that in the episode so they'll have the two links and um, they're an amazing place i had donated to them before but i never visited them because they've always been closed because most of the time i've lived here was due to the panini pandemic for people who don't know um and yeah so basically i messaged them and i was like you know i have all this like food and treats that she wasn't able to eat over the years because of these like health issues she had in the past and then we had also all this extra like food that she had that she was able to eat but now like we you know we have it to donate and we had some other things to donate just like random things like water bottles and stuff like that and I was like you know I know you guys are closed but would it be okay for me to come by and just like drop these off and at least like kind of see the facility a little bit um and they were so so nice they um they really understood and it was nice to have someone who understands and they allowed me and my partner to come by and drop off the items and see the bunnies and oh my god like (laughs) my heart was just so like just being able to pet other bunnies that don't have as much of a fortunate life as our bunny had like she was spoiled obviously got a lot of one-on-one time from my partner and I and just through doing this and getting involved in my community and doing something nice out of something so devastating like really just like completely inspired me to actually have the will to do this episode because I just saw the saw the shift from like literally what do I do I'm so devastated I'm so heartbroken to doing something nice in her memory and I had actually posted the charity to my story just saying that you know if anyone wants to donate in honor of Marvel you can do that and here's a little bit about the charity and I just was so surprised honestly that anyone donated of like friends and family like a lot of my friends donated a lot of my family donated and they have personally like been replying to each like this charity has been personally replying to each person saying because a lot of people write like an e-card saying like this is for marvel or dedicated to like marvel and the charity has been replying to everyone being like just about how blown away of the impact of one rabbit can have and like how just they're just such an amazing charity i ended up meeting the person who runs it it's literally one woman who's a bit older and just such a like when I say older, I mean older than me, and, you know, she, she's probably somebody's mother or grandparent, I'm not really sure, but, um, she's older, and to see literally, like, her still going at this, and, like, even doing this in the first place, no matter what age you are, is very impressive, and, um, she just built this beautiful sanctuary, literally, like, hundreds of bunnies that have been abandoned, hundreds of cats, hundreds of, like, just every type of animal you can think of like and it's one person on this small farm but they have this beautiful space 
they all have so much space to run around. They are all friends with each other. There's guinea pigs, there's pigeons, there's mice, there's goats, like there's everything. I didn't know it was like this scale of how much work they're doing. Like they do wildlife rescue because, you know, no one takes care of really wildlife when they're hurt or harmed and they help rehabilitate these animals and bring them back into the wild. And if they can't go back into the wild, they, you know, give them a safe space and just seeing how much love and care and attention they get is really, really amazing. And, um, you know, I can't really explain the impact of this day, the impact of seeing this kind of work being done in your community and how, like, all these animals went from, you know, not having that, like, love and attention to having someone take them in and being able to visit with them and give them the love that I want to give my pet while also simultaneously being involved in my community and doing something out of love and care versus out of heartbreak, it really shifted this narrative for me. Like, And this is something I went through even years ago when I went through a really big trauma. I ended up making a zine about my like healing from trauma. And it was something I, I noticed is very similar narrative to like these two experiences for me, both losing my pet and then that trauma for me years ago it really felt like those were the two worst experiences of my life by far. And that might sound very privileged, but that was just my how I perceived things. And, you know, I felt that same way when I made my zine, when I created art. I was like, you know, I can't help that I went through this trauma, this devastating thing, and that makes no sense, and I'm trying to make sense of it and all these things, but I can help what I create from that. And I ended up creating art from it. So even if it's as simple as drawing a picture about how you feel or writing about something or, you know, and then even with that zine, I raised money to go towards um, the Toronto Rape and Crisis Center for Multicultural Women Against Rape. And that was like such a huge thing where like it was like the art itself was healing for me and making something like out of love and goodness out of rather than just leaving it as something inherently bad. And it's not to say it makes the whole experience overwhelmingly positive or um and I know I've talked about this in previous episodes not to say that it makes everything better but to even have a say of creating something so small and such a slip even if it's a slim part that does good or love out of something so inherently heartbreaking devastating and just like out of loss just goes to show how we as humans like we have so much potential and there's so much hope and I can't help sorry guys I can't help but like feeling after all this that there is this hope and even though it's literally like I said the two worst experiences in my life that hasn't changed that hasn't changed through creating something good out of this don't get me wrong but to know that I also have felt an impact that also has kind of created two of the most like heartwarming experiences in my life you know what I mean I think when you try to create something good or out of love or in your community out of such a heartbreaking experience or out of trauma or whatever it is like it also makes that thing such the polar opposite it's like that strength episode our first episode that threshold is so like such a thin threshold when you cross it like you go from overwhelmingly bad to overwhelmingly good and it may not feel that way for everyone or this might sound like very frustrating for people who haven't experienced this but I basically just want to help people not feel alone in this experience if you've had these thoughts about loss or 
if you're going through it, just know your girl is going through it too. If any of this resonates with you in any capacity, even if it's not necessarily about a pet or, or, or any kind of, like I said, any sort of death cycle, whether that's a job or a friendship or literally a physical loss of a person or a pet, like just know that you're definitely not alone in this and just remembering the hope that you can, you have the power to create. And I think that's been honestly something where like the day after, for example, my pet passed, I was like, I don't really want to go to work. But then I ended up being like, you know what? I do want to go to work. I want to keep busy because it's just so, there is going to feel that void for a while. And it's, it sometimes is hard to be in an environment, especially for example, if your pet lived in your house, like that space is going to be there for a while and being able to get involved in your community in a way that is in that person's honor or in honor of that cycle that is ending is really, I don't know, to me, like transformative and very, very powerful and very healing. Like I went from being an absolute train wreck, like to feeling at least like I've created something a little bit better. I got to see the impact of my work. I got to donate supplies to animals in need out of the space that it used to go to you know what I mean like it just goes to show that like a death cycle isn't just so plainly death it's not just so plainly an ending like through this you know marvel passing for me I was able to begin to give these pieces of you know like what she left behind and and that ending towards these animals that needed it and also to even just go out there and see the facility and like give a little scratch on the head to some of the cats or just some love like that makes such a huge impact so it doesn't have to be necessarily that closely correlated if someone's going if you guys are going through a loss of some sort I just wanted to say that like really caring for something or giving love is literally like a healing bomb. And to end this episode, I will say I asked, you know, I asked the person who runs this sanctuary if they had any words of wisdom about, you know, the ending or loss of a pet or like what to do. And because I was just, you know, really going through it. And she basically said, you know, I don't have any words of wisdom. All I can tell you is like my experience. And she was like, pointing to all the animals in her care which are hundreds of animals and and she also did note which for people who want to donate towards them that like it's one person I cannot emphasize it enough in this like piece of land it's pretty remarkable it all the animals are so well kept for and she said I literally wouldn't be able to do this without all my volunteers and all our donations. They're 100% donation-based, not-for-profit, amazing, amazing human. I just can't even... Um, the work they do is amazing. And also, if you want to donate to them in a more fun way, they do have like a $15 calendar, I believe it is, and it's called Boys with Buns, and it's a bunch of like like kind of like big trucker guys or like handsome men with bunnies in different scenarios and it is literally the cutest and funniest thing ever so yeah definitely go donate to them i'll once again the both the links to see the video kind of about them and about bunnies and um the link to donate to their charity and learn a bit more about them is in this episode description but anyways back to the words of wisdom to close this out um she basically said yeah i don't have any words of wisdom but i can say that i you know she pointed to all the animals she's taking care of she's like the days I just want to crawl into bed and cry and never get up again, I remember that I can't do that. And she points to, like, the animals. She's like, I have, like, 
this is not verbatim. She put this so much more eloquently, but she said, like, you know, I have to care for these animals and I have to give them love. And that is like a healing act in itself. And like, it, it was almost like the vibe I kind of got was like, not you, if you focus on the death and the sadness and let that consume you to the point that you can't take care of yourself and all the people around you and all the animals around you. Like, what good is that? So you have to act out of a place of, like, I'm caring for these animals and giving them love, and that's what gets me out of bed every day, and that's the thing. It's, like, the mind shift from being, like, this is what's going to tie me and tether me to my bed is, like, out of sadness versus this is what's going to get me up out of bed, out of love. And ironically, when I went through that other trauma, me personally, and I told you guys I wrote that zine, it was actually called getting out of bed for that reason because I was trying to find the ways to heal and get out of bed and it's easy to get tethered into sadness and let that weigh you down. But you have the only way to get you out of that, you can't rationalize getting out of sadness. You have to rationalize why it is you have to get out of bed and why it is important for you to put that love back into the universe even how painful it was to have it stripped away at times you know and it just left me realizing that all this love I gave to my bunny I gave to Marvel or any kind of death cycle I still have all that love and that's why it hurts so much to give you know what I mean like I can still give that in my community so I'm very proud to say that you know I had a lot of friends and family come together to raise money for these people and I really just wanted to say this as a thank you to them as well and thank you guys for your support and um, for everything you've done for me because it, it hasn't been easy and I just hope this offers any sort of insight or guidance or next steps or any kind of ways of shifting from yeah that emotional sadness heartbreaking tether to how you can how I just I personally find that that the best way to heal that is to get involved in your community and um like do something out of love whether that's creating art in your home or getting outside and petting a bunny or spending time like I'm gonna now after visiting there and donating my um the rest of our food and stuff I'm actually going to be volunteering in person um and taking care and it's not glamorous work I'm not gonna lie but you know, getting involved in your community in a physical space is one of the best things you can do, even if you don't have the money and the means to to just donate a bunch of money to them. Like sometimes physically doing something and physically creating something out of love is extra powerful. So I hope this makes sense. If you guys have any questions or comments or just want to share anything with us, um, any feedback, literally anything, uh, you can feel free to send us an email, unboxing the tarot at gmail.com, all one word. We do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash unboxing the tarot. We do a bunch of bonus episodes and all that jazz. I'm not going to plug too many things this episode because it's just a weird thing to do. Um, but those are just ways to, um, you know, give us feedback, support us if you want to. And if you would like to support us for free, you can just follow along our episodes, share them, rate us on the, the Spotify's and the Apple um, yeah, I don't feel like this is a very pluggy episode, but it's more just to connect you guys and connect people who might need to hear this. And that honestly, the biggest reason we do this podcast is to form community. It's not about just making money or whatever. Like we don't, we don't do that. Um, we just want to build community, want to share art. We want to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of all the things in regards to spirituality and in regards to life and, 
I just hope it helps people to know that there's other people in the community that can resonate with them and feel for them. So I hope that makes sense. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to my little lonely (laughs) rant today, but uh, you guys make it not so lonely. So I'm so grateful to be able to share with you guys.